This episode is sponsored by Evolve Bootcamp, my outdoor functional fitness program that delivers a sense of warmth, friendliness, and spirit, along with butt-kicking, hellishly fun-filled workouts that embody a caring attitude, evoking the idea everybody that exercises outside has no boundaries and naturally evolves. Class begins at 6 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Winter, spring, summer, and fall. Mention this podcast and come by for a trial class at the Boston Common if you dare to be different. Welcome to the Evolve WMMA podcast featuring the greatest upcoming female fighters on the planet. They are women who have gone against conventional thinking to pursue their dreams. These fighters inspire empower and unleash excellence within a new generation of female warriors as they rise and evolve into the best possible versions of themselves through the power of mixed martial arts. Hey, 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 this is Evolve WMMA and I'm your host, Shelley Devine. I interviewed this week's guest back in February 2019, just before her fight against Deanna Bennett at Invicta 34, where she lost by judge's decision. But her interview really stuck with me. Um, You know, she has, this girl had such lofty goals and an unwavering discipline for being so young. You can go back and check out the interview. It's um, episode 53, The Importance of Strong Father Figures for Their Daughters. Since then, she fought Bennett again, avenging herself with a nasty submission neck crank win over her. And most recently faced and defeated really tough opponent Pearl Gonzalez in the co-main event at Invicta 39. With that win, She is presumed to be the next challenger for flyweight champion Vanessa Porto's title. The 22-year-old has long been one of Invicta's top prospects, and it's entirely possible that the UFC could pick her up soon, even before a fight could be scheduled with Porto. I'd like to welcome back to the show Invicta FC flyweight fighter Miranda Fear the Maverick. Hey, so welcome, Miranda. It's so great to have you here, and so and congratulations for your recent win at Invicta, beating uh, Pearl Gonzalez. I mean, what a great fight! How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Still uh, high off that win, so to speak. <laughs> I um, was it a tough fight for you? How did you feel after the fight? Immediately after? Um, immediately after, honestly, like I felt dominant in the fight. I, I could tell I had improved a lot. Um, Pearl is a hard fight, but I felt like it was not as hard as I expected it to be. I went in there and kind of implemented uh, my game plan and was able to follow through on everything I meant to pretty much as far as takedowns um, and dominating and controlling the fight. Yeah, so last time we talked, we were on for about an hour and a half, I think. We, we, we talked at length, and I really had a chance to get to know you. And um, I, I usually, it was a year ago, just about a year ago. Right. And, and um, I, I'm fascinated because you are yet so, so young to be where you are. 
And, and I, I, I went back and I reviewed our interview and there's so many like key things. Um, the last time we talked was just before you had your fight with Deanna Bennett and you lost that fight. Now you've come back, you beat her, you beat another girl. I don't, from another, um, promotion. And then, and then now you have, you know, like you're, I, I would say you're probably in contention for maybe a title fight and your goals were you know, to get a title fight and to become champion. So how do you feel like in, in, since the last time we spoke and, and now, like what things have occurred to get you to where you are now, would you say? I think a lot of it has been my confidence. My mentality is finally where I've always wanted it to be. I'm kind of realizing that I'm just, I'm there. I have the talent. I have the physicality. I have the mental toughness for it. And I just needed to kind of realize that um, I've also matured a little bit. Um, and my training has just been awesome. Every fight camp, we get better. Every fight camp, I put things together more fluidly. I have better combos. My striking, I'm more confident with it. So I'm able to go into these fights with my grappling background with more confidence there to strike. And if they take me down, it's not so much of a big deal. I get up and I beat that part too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I had that win against... Um, against Heather Walker Leahy in Washington, D.C. after that fight. And then I came back and had the tournament um, and won three fights in a night. And that was really crazy. Awesome. I saw that. That was awesome. That was really awesome. You, you, were, you were so dominant during that, that the Phoenix Rising series. Um, did that, that help? Life. What's that? It changed my life, that tournament did. So. Put you on the map for sure, right? Yeah, brought I mean, my name up from a nothing to a something, got me money, and, uh, you know, just that win alone gave me a lot of confidence. So came back from that, beat Deanna after losing to her, so that was a big deal to me. Um, and then I expected myself to have title contention right then, like to have the next title fight. Yeah. And they gave me this fight against Pearl, and it, it was annoying. It really was um, that I wasn't already getting the title shot. But now that I've beat Pearl, that's the next step. Yeah. Do you- the title fight with Vanessa Porto. That's already a guarantee. Oh, great. I was, I was wondering, that was, was going to be my next question, because th- there was a lot of speculation why you didn't get um, a title fight after that particular win against, you know, right. Deanna. I, I mean, that's what that, the whole point of that was, I thought. We thought so, too, but I think it was just because Pearls was so controversial against Porto because the eye poke and everything. Mm-hmm. So they were giving her, like, and she's more popular, I guess, than most of the girls in Invicta. So mm-hmm. gave her kind of another shot at it. And I kind of took that away from her. Uh, so now it's my turn. It was deciding who would be fighting for the next title shot. And I beat her. So now I'll be facing Porto next if I don't get a call to somewhere else. Yeah. So um, I had read or heard or something that um, um, Vanessa had said something to you on the way of going into the cage or like something like you're going to die, baby. Pearl. Yeah. Pearl said something on the oh, way. Pearl into- did. I'm sorry. Pearl did. No, you're fine. As she was running around the cage, uh, she said, you're going to die, baby. Um, <laughs> does, what does that do to you when you're like, you know, you're ready to get in the cage I and was, rip it up with her? I, I don't know. This one was a different fight for me, a different type of fight. Usually I'm very stoic, very um, unemotional going into fights. And it almost helped that I was this time, but it wasn't bad. I was, I was just super happy the whole time. I just had so much confidence. I was laughing in the back, joking around with everybody, but I was also like just ready to go. I was so dialed in. And during the weigh-ins, it was like a goofy outfit. 
I thought was just ridiculous. And then as she came into the cage after calling me fake on like a pre-fight interview, she said how I called her out a long time ago and then been nice to her so that I was a fake person. I was like, Oh, I didn't realize being nice to somebody was being fake, but okay. I didn't mean to call you out to be like, I hate you now, but yeah, yeah. Have a fight. But there was that. And then as she came into the cage uh, saying that to me, I was just like literally smiling and laughing about it. I, that was yeah. funny because she thought it was going to intimidate me. And to me, it just showed weakness on her part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, everybody has a different way. I would think going into the cage and how they're going to present themselves and what gets them up, you know, like keeps them motivated. And some of it seems like it's not really going to work against um, somebody who has a strong faith in themselves, who, um, you know, like, I mean, this was one of the things about your interview for being what you're 22 right now. And, and you're, you're still going to school, right? For your PhD or yeah. And, and, and you're, you're a professional fighter on a high level platform. Your, your goal is probably to get into the UFC at some point. Yep. Um, and then, and then you, are you still teaching too? Are the young, young? I, I do teach at the university and I also now have a full-time job as a coach. So that's just like to other people insane. How is this girl juggling all this? You know, like, how is she doing it? And, 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 and I mean, one of the things that struck me about our last interview was, you know, you had said, you know, you have a real strong faith in God and that you pray and your family, you have that support too, but it even is beyond that. You have an inner strength that you, you have cultivated your entire life. Obvious, you know, obviously. And, and a lot of people will call me out and almost say that that part is fake, but the people who know me and are close to me see the schedule I have in life and see how devoted I am to that. Like I have a planner that I write down everything in. And so like my daily schedule during fight camp was five o'clock, get up, go to work, um, mm. work from like five to one most days. Then one to four o'clock was working on schoolwork, taking a nap if absolutely necessary, sure. um, but usually working on schoolwork. Um, Tuesdays, I had class for school until 7.30, um, and this semester, I've been blessed enough to just have an online class that I'm teaching, so I, that's been a little bit easier for me. I fit it in between those one to three, one to four hours. Um, and then all my meetings for school happen between those times, too. I've been able to work around. And then I train most days other than that day that I work until 730. Mm -hmm. um, I train from like 430 to 1030. And then the day that I have 730, I train from 730 to 10 to 1030. Um, and I get in my cardio in the mornings and I get in my pad session in the mornings, like during work, cause I'm a coach. So it gives me time to do that too, since I'm at a gym. Mm. Uh, and then I, you know, go right back to sleep, um, and do it all again the next day. And it makes it rough. Cause I would say most days I was getting five hours of sleep maximum. Mm. Um, and then I would catch up on the two days I was off a week and just mm -hmm. do the best I could to keep up with schoolwork and. Yeah. and focus and it does help that I have that faith and have that support system because more than anything it's like the mental that breaks when that mm -hmm. happens like I'm just I get so down on myself or feel like I'm overtraining and just not getting enough rest 
and I have to just focus and like prioritize things and be like, is it worth it to skip this to sleep more mm -hmm. um, or whatever else? Yeah. Cause I mean, you do have to discern that for sure. Rest is, is equally as important as, as your fight training or anything else, because if you're not well rested and you don't take care of yourself injured. on that other side, yes, exactly. And we don't, nobody wants to see that happen. But with all that said, um, I have, this was something that came up uh, one time on, on my social media page on Facebook and um, talking about fighters that, um, you know, juggle several things that, um, it was a fan that suggested that, yeah, they just, you know, if they're not doing it full time, being a fighter, there's just no chance for them to be a world champion. You know, like if they're being a mom, you know, and then they're, they're trying to train and then they're working another part time job to try to train, which most women, I mean, that are fighters are, are actually, you know, doing some of that they're, they're doing, they have to support themselves. So they have a job, maybe a full time job, and then they're training at the gym. And this, you know, th there was some talk about this being you know, um, unless you're training full-time as a fighter, you're, there's just, you know, there's no way you could be a champ. And I, I, I wondered, I'm like, what does Miranda have to say I mean, to that? I, I think that's the truth. I'll be honest. Um, but it's not necessarily the world champ. Like, I feel like I work hard enough to overcome that. Mm -hmm. So I can, I can be, but I think to reach your potential in it, you do need to be doing it full time. Most people who are world champions who are in the top 10, they don't have all that stuff going on. Mm -hmm. um, they're focused just on fighting. It's mm -hmm. a sport that you can't, you can't, uh, excuse my language. You can't half ass it. Yeah. You know, you have to go in there and you have to put everything into it because you're risking your life. Every time you go into the cage, it's not a sport where you miss the hoop and your team gets one less point. Mm -hmm. um, it's not, I ran a race a little bit slower. Now I lost. It's like, oh, I lost. I got my nose broke. I got my arm broke. I'm damaged for the next six months. Mm -hmm. I look like this going into Walmart, you know, like that kind of mm -hmm. thing. You can't, mm -hmm. you cannot go into fighting with very little focus on it. Mm -hmm. So for me, like, as soon as I get out of school, I will have to make a decision of whether I want to pursue my career that my academics provided me or whether I want to pursue fighting. Mm -hmm. And as far as I'm getting with fighting, um, I think that's helping me make my decision, mm -hmm. but I will have to, as soon as I can, I'll, I'll get to where I don't have to work. Um, and as soon as I can, I'll, I'll get to where it's at least just school and fighting and mm -hmm. soon enough, just one of those um, because it is, it, it is hard and it does weigh on me. And the, the higher I try to get, the harder it is because it's harder to progress. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I, there is a lot of truth to those statements. Although you can get good, I don't think you'll ever reach your full potential. Mm -hmm. Well, you have a lot of years ahead of you. Um, what fascinates me is that your, your ability to kind of um, execute um, decisions like, life, life, um, directional, um, decisions about how you want to, and, you know, proceed in your life and move forward in your life, but with a, a um, a discerning sense that's typically wise. And most kids, you know, you're a kid, like to me, you're a kid, your parents, your, your parents must be like, yeah, she's just a freaking kid. She's 22. And, and she's making these huge choices that kids your age 
aren't even, you know, they're not even there. You know, like making them, they're, they're out partying, they're out, you know, there's no, no self-discipline. You have, I mean, how did you, how did you develop your values? I mean, I know it's got to come from your family somewhat, but, but for you to actually, because there's some kids, parents are really good with, you know, helping the kids along and suggesting, but then there's kids that just resist this stuff so much. I don't, I don't know. I just was never that type of kid. I try to soak in everything. I think I was good at just listening. I was disciplined fairly strictly as a child. And maybe that's what initially got me to start listening. But like my dad, I, I just started discovering he was right at pretty much everything. There was no... <laughs> There was no sense in arguing. Like every time he said something, it was right. It came true. Mm -hmm. um, and it gained my respect over time beyond just being like, oh, no, I might get my butt kicked. I was like, no, he's, he's right. I should listen. Mm -hmm. And um, I started doing that very early on with things about my future. Mm -hmm. He would be like, you need to start now in middle school, basically, to, to seal your academic career for later on and like he was mm -hmm. never in school my whole family had never went to college or anything like that mm -hmm. so I kind of had to find out things on my own and I just had a desire I was always very competitive mm -hmm. um, and I always just wanted to be the best at, at everything I did and I don't mean the best by like the best in the world I mean like mm -hmm. the best that I could be sure um, so I went into school that way and like for instance like even all A's it wasn't about I'm the smartest kid in school. It was, am I really going to get like average? Am I average? Do I feel average? Do I want to participate averagely? Do I want to try to be average? Cause that's how I always saw it. Where people were like just trying to gauge themselves based on other people. That's, that's the existence of grades. That's why they're there to gauge people based on others. And I was like, I'm not gauging myself on others. I'm gauging myself on me. Mm. And I think I went into everything with that attitude at life. Hmm. Um, and the same way academically, the same way financially, um, in my athletics, work, hmm. everything, I try to be the best that I can be. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really paid off for me. I, I pray about it and I try to meet, you know, God halfway with that. I don't believe in praying for something and then sitting around waiting for it to happen. It's the whole joke about, you know, you asked God for a cake and then he gave you the eggs, the milk, the flour, and you just sat there and whined about not having a cake. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and so i'm like you know he gave me these talents and he gave me a gym to go to and all these opportunities i'm going to use them to the best of my ability and if i fail i fail but at least i can say i tried as hard as i could mm. it sounds like you really think through um and make intellectual decisions based on i mean several different things um is that always been the case for you it has always been the case. And that kind of goes back to how I was raised too. like, this may sound brutal, but it was always, nobody gives a crap about your feelings. Yeah, exactly. Feelings mean nothing except to those who perceive them a certain way. They can be perceived as anything. Mm -hmm. um, me crying was never going to get me anything when I was a kid. That did not help me. I was never, <laughs> never babied. And my parents weren't the type that were like, well, they're not going to love me when they get older because I'm being mean. No. <laughs> not a job to be my friend and now I am good friends mm -hmm. because I did get raised right um, mm -hmm. in my opinion and um, <clears throat> so feelings just were never a thing it was think through things pros cons what's good what's bad what are you not seeing because you're too emotionally attached remove yourself from the picture and look from the outside 
Mm -hmm. Um, And it's the same way with fighting. That's almost exactly how I look at it. Remove Mm -hmm. myself from looking directly at the opponent and see where I want to be in the big picture and try to be that good. Don't try to be as good as the opponent I'm going against today. Try to be as good as the world champion that I'm looking at into the future. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's great to have that foresight to think that way. I, I'm, I, I applaud you because I'm like, I'm, I, I, I'm still, I'm like, wow, this kid, you know, like she's got it. <laughs> got it together man she's getting it together and she's doing her thing and 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 you're not limiting yourself in any any way shape or form and even like um you know the financial aspect typically fighters are struggling with finances i mean i i'm not saying that you probably didn't in the beginning you know maintaining doing um you know doing your fight camps and all that and you you look for sponsors all that sort of stuff plus going to school um, you live away from home now. You live at on a college campus. I, I'm assuming, right? Or, um, or you... I, I live off of campus. I, I live. Okay. I live in my own place, but uh, not like bought it out, just rent. Um, yeah. But the thing with that is, like, I still struggle. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah. still a big struggle. We don't get paid that much as pro fighters, but that's why I pay. Yeah. Or I work on the side. I'm hoping for this big dream to come true that does pay off. But yeah. right now I do have to work on the side and I, I get paid as a TA for school. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still have sponsors and people that help me do a lot of stuff. But mm-hmm. I make sure that all that money goes to good use. You know, I don't just blow sure. it. Um, I'm making investment for my future so that I don't have to worry about that anymore. Like getting my own vehicle, getting hopefully land in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, building myself a foundation to where I can go after my other dreams in life beyond these. Yeah. Being financially responsible for yourself long-term, do you save your money? Do you, do you have like a savings account or are you just, Um, you know, like kind of winging it? Not, you didn't say that you're winging it, but like you're, you know, finding that, Oh, it's all gone to all these other things because these are the things that I want to do. And I, and that makes sense to me, but are you saving in in the other? Just just recently I was able to start saving and I've gotten quite a bit. I've made like different rules for myself to where I can't touch certain Mm -hmm. income sources. They all go towards savings. Mm -hmm. Um, And hopefully uh, those will start adding up to something a little bit bigger that I'll get to announce in the soon future, hopefully. Um, But yeah, I'm starting savings now and, you know, I'm 22 in grad school right now. And so to even have savings and no student debt is quite mm. an accomplishment. That's and huge. I actually wow. just got getting out of debt and now, boom, like everything's going towards land mm. um, near mm-hmm. my family's place, hopefully. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful that you want to live close to your family. So many people want to get away from their families, not you. That's, that's really, it's, it's nice to see that a kid your age, and I, I'm sorry, I keep calling you a kid, but I'm old enough to be your mother, so I can. <laughs> I can. Uh, the whole thing, though, I don't like being limited by age. I don't mind being called a kid or anything like that, but people are like, well, you're 22, you shouldn't be doing that. I'm like, what? Excuse me. That's, that's not how that works. Um, and I, I want to just mention, like, with that, with being around my family, they all care about me so much and yeah. have helped me so much. Like, there's no reason. Like, I love my family. They've done everything. Yeah. My dad made it to this last fight, and nobody really knows it, but he had the flu, like, really badly for a couple of days, and he wasn't going to make it. Oh, and he wow. just felt so bad about not because he's always been there that he showed up anyway and could barely stay standing and still came to my fight. 
and the adrenaline from me winning gave him enough energy to come in there and hug me and everything else. But um, just that kind of thing, you know, the genuine care mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that my siblings, my mom, my stepmom, everybody uh, brings with them when they come to support me is just, it's huge. And mm-hmm. we are very close as a family and we have future plans as a family, you know, to have the place together, to be around each other, be able to have dinner with each other when we want to, or, you know, play games with each other and whatever else. And I want to be part of that future. I don't want to live thousands of miles away from them my entire life. Yeah, it's challenging. My Most of my, my, my daughter lives away in Chicago, but when she comes home, I'm like, yay, you know, and my son lives in another state. I mean, it's only an hour away, but it's still, it's, it's, it's tough when, when you want to, when you love your, your family and you want to be close and you want to see them regularly. I think it's, it's um it's it's always a good thing but i i've been in the boston area for some time and and i've grown i've while there i've seen like people that live you know like a couple streets away and they they're like they don't want to have any in- interaction i'm like how can that be i'm like i don't get that you know like it's just it's funny how that is um so moving forward with your career now, I, I know you were kind of feeling from, you know, a little bit like you're not getting some of the recognition, maybe you're, you're kind of, you know, maybe you didn't have that title fight yet. Now it is more likely to happen, but um, you know, there could be some talk about, I know you want to get into the UFC and stuff. Do you think that that could happen quicker than maybe a title fight with um, you know, Vanessa Porto? Possibly. I'm looking at all options, but whatever I take, I want it to be me promoted into it. I don't want it to be like a short notice. Oh, I guess we'll take you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I want to be promoted into it. I think I deserve the shot to be in the UFC. I'm, I'm young. I'm, I'm coming forward aggressively as I can. I'm, sure. I've beat two UFC veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't see what's taken so long already. And I, I trust that there's reasons for that. Like, whether that be God and maybe I wasn't ready yet mentally or, mm-hmm. or maybe it be that I just need more experience and a little bit lower division and get my way up there. But I'm not sure what will be next, honestly. I, I'm very willing to stay with Invicta. Invicta has been great to me. Shannon's amazing. Uh, they set up awesome fights for me and allowed me all these opportunities. So I would gladly take that title shot. I do wish it would have came one fight sooner, but that's okay. Um, yeah. I gladly take the title shot. And I'd also gladly look at other options. Yeah. So you, you won the bonus for, for the evening in the, uh, the last fight too. Your, your last one against um, uh, Pearl, right? Is, mm-hmm. I got fight of the night bonus. Yes, ma'am. That's awesome. Were you psyched? Were you surprised? I wasn't surprised. Um, <laughs> I kind of, uh, well, I was hoping for it. I wouldn't say that I thought I would yeah. get it, but I yeah. was like, I, I had watched a lot of the other fights and I was like, oh, there was another one that was pretty good, but mm. I thought mine would pull it off and mine and Aaron Blanchfield uh, versus Victoria Leonardo both got it. And that's exactly what I assumed would happen. Um, but yeah, I was excited. Of course, it's always nice to see more recognition and more, more mm. money in the pocket. Sure. Was that the first time you got a bonus? No, that's the third time I've gotten five of the night bonus, I think. Nice. Maybe that's just... Awesome. Yeah remember for sure yeah that's awesome that's great that's really that's that's awesome I'm glad you know I I for Invicta you know like uh still being in there running these shows Shannon Knapp running these shows for you guys and and allowing like this to happen like being there and and promoting and getting all these 
um, different divisions like going. Too. So I'm excited. It looks like Invicta is kind of moving into the UFC apex of things. And yeah, yeah. I'm absolutely thrilled to see what comes for their future. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about why I've, I've heard like little, you know, whispers of something got cooking, but nothing, you know, like yet, yet in the, you know, concrete right, here. Yeah, mm-hmm. concrete and stuff. But I, I liked um, the Phoenix Rising series and love to see that that tournament style um, happen again, although you're beyond that now, I think. Yeah, yeah the 135 pound <laughs> title is uh, on the line with the next tournament. So excited oh. to watch that they've already kind of announced it so will you fight at 135 <laughs> i would have been willing but there's no sense right now i'm, I'm yeah. focused on 125 pound title but actually i was joking around with my coaches during warm-ups for this fight and i was like oh, if they had an open spot i'd take it you know um so i could always put my name in there if i wanted but i'm pretty sure they've already got everything sealed for that but yeah i would i would be willing Cool. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask maybe just one more question. Um, Who, (laughs) what's the hardest time you've ever been punched? A funny one. (laughs) In in a fight or in a fight? Oh, oh, well, it could be total. I don't care. Like it could be anything. It could be in a fight. I definitely get hit harder in training than I do in fights. Like I hardly even remember (laughs) getting hit in fights. Um, I don't know. I really haven't ever been hit in a fight where I've been like, oh my goodness. Really? Wow. Um, I, I don't know. I don't take much damage in fights. I really, Victoria Leonardo hit me good a couple of good times in the last mm-hmm. tournament. Uh, mm-hmm. She's probably been the hardest I've ever been hit, but just because I stayed standing with her and took more blows from her than I've ever taken from anybody, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, Deanna Bennett definitely doesn't hit softly. Like um, She hit good too. Yeah, um, I'd say that was the most painful one was when Deanna brought down an elbow. She hit me in the head with an elbow, and I was like, yeah. "Ow, yeah. those aren't fun," you know. That was the first time I'd ever really been elbowed in the face. I was like, "Ow!" Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, like compared to my training partners, I think that's part of the reason why I don't take much damage in fights and why I just don't even flinch when punches come at me. I'm so used to training <laughs> with men and these girls that are 125ers. I'm just like, "Really? This is it?" <laughs> So. Well, I remember you talking about lifting up freaking poles with your dad, like fence yeah. posts or something, you know, 70 to 90 pounds and then, right. you know, doing all that stuff. So I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> you know? yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel like uh, you can't really tell I had a fight. Um, I feel like I stay yeah, pretty durable throughout them. Yeah. Yeah. You look great now. You don't look like you <laughs> suffered any like, you know, damage at all, unless, you know, on your body someplace, something sore or whatever, but you look really good. Thanks. Great. So um, I don't know if you want to give any shout outs. I, I want to thank you, of course, for coming on to the show again. It was really great chatting with you um, again. And congratulations. Um, it, it's really great to see you grow into the fighter that you've become. I, I had no doubt when I first interviewed you, you'd be going along this path pretty, pretty vicious, furiously, you know, like moving forward. Um, like to see what comes next for you and hopefully follow up with you again um, in the near future and, and see where you are, you know, what's the next step for you. It's wonderful to see you grow. I, I really, I think it's great. And, and I, and I'm happy uh, for you. Very happy for you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I would welcome. like to shout out my, my gym, um, the house of Muay Thai. 
and within that Norfolk BJJ or Simizer BJJ known as both now um they really helped me get ready for all these fight camps they're the reason I've improved so much lately um and also just shout out to all my sponsors for this fight they're on my banner and stuff but victory beef is one that stuck by me no matter what and women to combat uh, and then there's also been a, a few others that have recently joined the team that there's going to be great partnerships with um like benton marketing and uh, yotun um, that has geese and other gear um, so i'm just really excited to see where all of those places take me and hopefully they'll stick with me and we'll have partnerships through it all um, as far as like my nutrition and stuff, Supreme Performance has been a big one for me. Um, and then Supplement Superstores as well. But we will figure those out more and more as I go. I'm glad that they kind of got on the bandwagon early. I've been telling everybody I'm getting ready to shoot to the top. So you better get on while you can, you know. Awesome. Well, what can they do to get on? What do the people need to do to get on to, you know, being a sponsor for you? Just message me. Uh, send me a direct message. Mm -hmm. um, prefer either through my Facebook page, mm -hmm. Miranda Fear the Maverick, uh, through my personal page even, or Instagram, um, which is at Fear the Maverick underscore H-O-M-T for the House of Muay Thai. Um, you guys can just basically look up my name, Miranda Maverick. You'll find me on all the social media and just shoot me a message. I'm always looking for sponsors um, and there's always gear usually available too. I'm getting ready to make some new shirts. So. I heard you draw too. Are you an illustrator or something? I, do. I actually uh, do pencil sketches, realistic pencil sketches. So uh, there's like an old Facebook on there, but I'll probably be releasing one I just drew recently pretty soon. So. Very cool. Well, I want to thank you again for coming on the show and giving us a little more of you out in the public eye and everything, talking about yourself. It's all great and learning what, you know, how, how Miranda's being Miranda and being, you know, I would fear the Maverick if she was coming at me doing a takedown or coming at me to punch or whatever. I'd be like, holy crap, this girl's going to kill it. Can't wait to see you fight again. Um, I'm sure it'll be soon. It'll probably be this year. Um, I doubt they're sure. going to keep, yeah, I think, you know, probably in the summer maybe. And yeah, um, I think so. I'll have at least a couple more fights this year. It looks like. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. Can't wait to see that. Um, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. I'm going to say goodbye. Hang on for a thank second you. though. After I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to shut this off, but hang on. So okay. All right. Thank care. you. Bye-bye. Well, I'd like to thank Miranda Maverick for coming on to the show. Um, she's for a 22-year-old kid, man. She's got it down. Um, can't wait to see her fight again. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about her, um, you can once again check out episode 53, The Importance of a Strong Father for Daughters. Um, it's a great episode. It really gets more into depth um, of, of what Miranda is all about and her strong mental um, uh, self-discipline and just all these great values that this kid has at such a young age. I mean, if you're a parent out there listening to this, <laughs> you know, she might give you some insight on how to raise your kids. I don't know. I'm like, wow. She's just really um, very, very um, um, great athlete and, and seems like a really great person aside from being an awesome fighter. So if you like what you heard today and are eager to hear more, never miss an episode from Evolve WMMA or moi by 
you know, remembering to subscribe and download on iTunes, or you can find us on uh, Podomatic. You can find us on Spotify and Shout Engine at Evolve Women's MMA. Or if you prefer to watch, you can find a new episode on YouTube at Women's MMA. So if you really enjoy this episode, please, you know, leave a review because it helps people find the show. And on that review, mention Miranda Maverick and how she might have inspired you or motivated you. You can leave uh, your review or you can leave a review on my blog at EvolveWMMA.com. So go ahead and leave a comment. Please do it. All right. It just takes a second or give me a thumbs up. Let me know. Come on. Hello. And lastly, if nothing else, um, you can simply follow us on facebook.com backslash I love WMA. This is Shelly Devine. Until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>